Right, so we've come to our last episode, Tom. But fear not, uh, if you're a good little person, like you shoe people should be, uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube, fucking hell, YouTube channel. That camera, that's one there, of course. I feel like being a good morning Britain here. Um, our YouTube channel, The Milk and Two Sugars TV, where you'll find a Brucey bonus episode. So in the words of, what's his name, Ad? Don't go anywhere. Don't go, go too fast. But the brilliant thing is, though, uh, come back to this episode. We saved the best till last. Uh, me and Tom both have businesses in construction. Uh, this chap fits the profile too. Nick Elliott of Mr. Gas Limited is the owner of a successful plumbing company, catering all plumbing works. To add as well, he's my favourite subcontractor plumber. You'll pay me for that later. Uh, <laughs> so basically, he also likes milk and two sugars. So he's definitely cemented. See what I've done there. Uh, in with us. So, Nick, thank you very much for coming on for the Milk and Two Sugars podcast. Why don't you tell our listeners and our subscribers about what your business does and even the juicy bits? Well, thank you for having me on your podcast. Uh, my business, a small little business, it's a uh, sort of a one-man band. I've got a few employees, but I'm always on site, and I think that's important. Um, yeah. Big story though, so it's like, yeah. where the fuck do I start? Well, you said you got to go. You said you got to go. <laughs> yeah, I know what I'm saying to you. You're asking me that, and it's a, quite a big, ah, my bank. Quite a big story. Your bank account with your bank. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't worry about that. That was your invoice coming through. Was it? Yeah, I'm not paying that either. I'm not paying that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking reminder, isn't it? Cut. Did it really? Was that an invoice? No, of course not. It's probably another moaning customer. Uh, all my customers are fantastic. Have I got my colour back yet? Come in. You ain't been in Cyprus for six weeks. Come in. It's rolling whenever you're ready. Um, my business. Well, a word of advice for people who are starting up their own business would be to stick at it. So every day, see it as a dollar. Every day you get up, you do one or two jobs, you do it good, never cut corners. If you cut corners, they come back and bite you. You have to do... <laughs> that is Basically, if you do a good job, you might not reap the reward straight away, but that person later on will realise the good job that you did for them and they'll call you back. And slowly, slowly, but surely, your business will grow. I guarantee you that, 100%. Well, I can, I can vouch for that, mate, because obviously I've known you a long time. Extremely good plumber, and I'll, I'll definitely vouch for that because, as you know, the square obviously little cheeky little uh, advertising pitch there. But Square Mile Builders, you know how we work, you've worked for us a long time because you know, as, as a subcontractor, how we work, how our ethos is, how we all our staff know how we want to finish projects, how high we have this esteem, and how proud we are about doing our work. And that's why I, agree. I definitely can vouch for you, mate. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, the quality it, it has to be about quality and not ripping the, the customer off. I mean, if you rip a customer off, you take the money once. If, you, if you're reasonable and you do a good job, you'll always have that income. It'd be like milking a cow. You know, I'm sure you've heard the story about the golden egg. And that's what you don't want to do. You don't want to kill the goose. Yeah, and you keep it going. Laying the eggs, laying the eggs, bit by bit. And then eventually, you know, you save enough money and you can invest. Like Ricky was saying on the uh, previous show about investing in properties. And I think... That's the way forward, is to save enough money in your own business, part away from the construction side if you can, into something else, So we're not, because we can't do construction forever. And I would say every job, 
if you want to take a word of advice, is part of your pension. So every job, I think you need to save some money aside, ready for when you uh, become an old boy. So maybe pension or something like that. Unless you're Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah, unless you're Peter Pan. Um, Can you tell us, obviously, I know you a long time, but tell us what was obviously your background um, I know you told me before your father was a mechanic. Now, I mean, it's not too far dissimilar to plumbing, but what 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 spurred you on to, to get into um, into the plumbing? What could it have been another trade? I mean, with me, obviously, touched on before, I was lucky that my father was a builder. Obviously, as you know, my, you know my father, a fantastic spreader with a plasterer as well. And I was lucky to have the life experience of going into big sites, well, not big sites, but going into his projects when I was at a young age. So I naturally warmed and honed my skill subconsciously till I got older to know what I wanted to do. Well, here and there we'll, we'll sort of try things new and think we go different, down different avenues, but what do you think gave you a position to think right after school or maybe before school or thinking, no, I'm not going to do this, I'm definitely going into construction? Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry, mate, yeah. Well, sorry, if I'm yeah. honest with you, Chris, um, I, didn't, I didn't fall straight into plumbing. I did a few things before I went into plumbing. And what was that? Uh, I was a labourer, I was a metal fabricator, I was a car fitter, a tyre fitter, sorry, I was a few other things. And along the lines of just trying to progress to something more sustainable, something more rewarding, uh, something that paid better. And I finally got to do a plumbing course. Everyone told me become a plumber, become a plumber. Now, so much I think I wish I wasn't a plumber. But <laughs> That's a, that's a hard one. I don't want to be a sparky. I think something a bit more rewarding. Um, I feel like I need Joshua and Yusik here. <laughs> right. Who's going to win? No one to find out. We all have to do something to make money. And I think if you can find something that's rewarding, um, plumbing is rewarding in certain ways. I wouldn't say it's, no one wants to be on their knees. No one wants to be breathing dust, solvents silicons and uh, destroying their knees destroying their backs but we all have to do something a uh, word of advice is listen it's never too late to change so if you want to if you're a sparks and you want to become a plumber or if you're a sparks and you want to become a bricklayer i'd say go for it there's nothing holding you back um i don't know what else to say to you mate, Tom, Tom, mate. <laughs> Oh, taxi for the technical department. Apart from that, apologies to our listeners. Yeah, so have you got any advice for people um, just starting out in the construction industry? So you said you've just, you know, you've built your business from essentially nothing. It's a big step for not just going to work for somebody else. You decided to go and set up a company and work for yourself. You get the, you know, the rewards, um, the money, um, the gratification of doing a good job. Um, what would you say are some key tips for people looking to start up a business in construction that you found or pitfalls as well, problems that you might come across? Is that a question to me? It's not so. me, we're <laughs> So, so you think about construction. What I would say to the young people, what I would say to young people out there is to go to college. You go to college and don't go to any quick courses. Into the camera. Into the camera. These quick <laughs> courses, right, these quick courses are not worth the money the you have to go the long way around trying to become what you want to become nothing is quick you can't get rich quick it's all a myth 
you speak to these boys, we grind, we grind. You see us, like, you might see a plumber, you see a nice van, you see his big company and you think, wow, like, he made it quick. He didn't. He was grinding day and night, like these boys, grinding every day. So it's a long way to get to, you know, to the goal. So when you're looking out your car and you're looking into a van and you see a nice van, just know that that person has worked hard to get to where he is. And I'd say that's what you need to do is work hard every day and push that. And slowly, slowly it will come to you. It won't come the next day. It might be a couple of years, three, four years, but eventually you'll get there and you'll say, that guy was talking sense on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Are you there now? Have you made it? I haven't made it. Uh, what's, your final, what's your final form I'm very comfortable I'm, I'm in two ways I think I'm, I'm going towards more of a, a spiritual made it rather than a made it financially because yeah. I think making it financially is not it, mm. I'm definitely a firm believer that in life money comes and goes yes but happy and, and sorry you're right there Tom thank you that's why he's my co-host I'm a firm believer in uh, money comes and goes and health and happiness isn't if you haven't got them two fundamental factors in place then how can you make the money how can you be accomplishmentist to realise that you've got a comp- you've got an end goal we touched upon the last episode didn't we Ricky saying he was hungry for the money that's not a bad thing We're not. money does make the world go round yeah. but it's not the end goal is it because it'll go and we all know we've seen stories of how money is the root of all evil as well if you don't if you don't treat it if you don't look after it so I think if you can get financial freedom, then it's a bonus. But if you if you sell your soul to get there, I think that's the problem, and that's why you have to have a happy balance between work and family life and all of it together. Going out, not forgetting your friends. I think to get somewhere, you have to sort of suffer a bit, but you know you have to still sort of control the other aspects around your life to sort of moderate everything. I'll tell you an interesting thing, just touching upon that before. Me and Tom were saying this before the podcast series we was doing it and thinking about it. How do, talking about younger generation, because let's be, let's be honest, we construction for the last 20 odd years has been a forefront industry as it is. I mean, considering we've been hit with the biggest pandemic in the last century. Um, what can we do? What, what steps can we make to see how the younger generation will be attracted, engaged, and persevere through everything that we've had to go through to do construction. So what I mean is that the, the times where Boardline got bullied as an apprentice, yeah, working the seven days a week, working till seven o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night, getting paid for it. But all that experience, all that knowledge, all that hard graft, as it were, as we pointed before, has almost created a package for ourselves to become successful, to be hungry, to be humble, to go somewhere. But how do you how do you try and sell that package? How do you try and, um, I'm just trying to think of the word, but basically put it on a plate, and that's the English, only English I can think of, put it on a plate to say, right, this is what you've got to do. Because we know now the younger generation aren't interested. It is a fast, quick go system in the 21st century now. Everything has to be there. All our phones, we could buy a house, buy a pizza, do you know what I mean? On a phone. We can get rich quick by putting a post on Instagram. But how do we find a way, a couple of quick tips or a couple of points, how do we find a way of getting the younger generation engaged? Because we need the younger generation to con- continue the construction because you said 
there's only so much we can do with our hands and our elbows and knees and stuff before, unfortunately, but it's the truth that we pass away. So what do you think about what we can... How we can bring yeah, these kids can, in? Yeah, um, I think it goes back to colleges. I think the, the teachers have to um, to help the young children. I mean, I learned from school, from college, from a good teacher... And I think he showed us the way, like the whole class. Whereas on quick courses, as I was saying before, on quick courses, they don't really teach you anything. So I've had a few apprentices. Um, I mean, they're just interested in going out and having fun. They're not really thinking about the work. They're, not, they're doing the work, but they're not thinking of the work. They're not thinking of their future. They're just there to do what I told them to do at the time, that they're there. So, I mean... I teach the boys, I try to tell them, you know, this is for your future. It's not, you're not doing this part of the job for me. Like, I'm telling you to, you know, to pipe up that red, but I want you to feel that you're piping the red up so that you learn it. It's not just you're doing it, you're doing it as a skill, as a trade. I want you to learn the job. I'm not telling you to do it because I'm making money off you doing it. I want you to do it because I want you to learn it, I want you to take it from here, and I want you to use it and you make the money somewhere else, not that I'm making the money from you. And I think in school, certain teachers that can't be asked, you know, when the kids are there, especially when they're 16, I started plumbing at 21. So when I went into that class, I was already hungry. I needed to learn something to progress my life. Whereas these kids at 16, 17, they just come out of school, you know, they're more interested in other things. But if they can get hooked on straight away at that age, you know, they could be well ahead of what I've achieved in a small amount of time. So I think it all goes down to the school, like at the young age. Even your, as parents, we can tell our children to jump onto the trade. What do you think, Tom? Uh, personally, I think it's on the individual. So the colleges can only do so much. Parents can only do so much as well. We've recently taken on um, two apprentices and whether you like it or not I only sort of look for apprentices from a certain demographic so it's usually um, I don't want to sort of brand them but like council estate kids I'll find those kids are tougher skinned they can see the process through they can get through the daily banter on site because sometimes it's borderline like you said when I was a kid it was borderline bullying I used to have some awful stuff done to me but I'd turn up every day because I knew I wanted more from life, so I didn't really have much um, as a child growing up. And I saw what these tradesmen were earning. You know, the new vans, obviously their houses, most builders and tradesmen's houses are relatively nice. You see a different side of what you had from when you was a kid. So um, for me, those type of kids in that demographic just suit the job role better. So I've just taken on two, for example. Um, one's been with me about four months, and they're absolutely fl like flourishing. But I've had children well, teenagers, um, we must have trialled 10. Um, and the problem is, like you say, everyone wants to get rich quick. They're on Instagram, they're watching videos, um, you know, with these social media sort of, even within construction now, we've got social media um, sort of um, public figures. They're watching them and then within sort of a month, two months, they think they're qualified. They want to be out earning their own money. They don't want to do the long process of like three years or four years, what it's going to take you to become from an apprentice to an electrician. But me personally, I'm, I'm learning every day. Every job is a school day for me. I'm doing 
different stuff with lighting, different clients, learning different aspects of my trade and also as a business. You can never really learn everything when it comes down to business. So, um, yeah, I think the duty is up upon um, me personally. So if I get an apprentice, it's my job to show them not only the job but the life skills that are involved in um, making sure they're going to see the process through. They're strong enough mentally. Um, they've got me as a boss and a friend, so on site. Poor less. Yeah, yeah, okay. typical, yeah. But we, we, can, we can have the crack on site and we've got boundaries in places where it's like, it's banter, but also then you reward them with, for good work by doing uh, team building uh, days where I can take the lads out, you know, we can go and just have a beer or whatever and, and be that sort of devil's advocate of teaching somebody and then also giving them them life skills because if these kids ain't got sort of the parents behind them and they don't know how to start a business, um, then you need to step up and be that person. So we try and do that with the lads that we've got now. Um, and like I say, we're probably like five, six months in. Um, they're completely different. One of them will spend his money on shit, complete shit. <laughs> the other one will spend his money on tools. So I know off the offset now which one I need to invest my time into because the one who's been and bought tools understands the process of if I invest in myself, then I'm going to earn more money. I'm going to be better at my job. I'm going to hone my craft. Um, and then he's gonna, his, his rate's going to go up. Whereas the other one that's spending it on crap every week, he's just stunting his own growth. Yep. Um, so talk, that's talking, the, talking the tools, I mean, <clears throat> I know it sounds... Sorry, yeah, thank you, mate. That's a good one. Um, talking the tools, um, I know it's a sad state of affairs, but the, reality, the fact of reality is everything is glamorised, everything's materialistic in this day and age, right? So to get younger generation enhanced in the construction industry because it is a lucrative business we all do well we clearly just said that we graft excuse the french but our arse is off to get where we are so far and we never know where we can do do we try and go in the position where you go to a school for instance you take your time out you go to a school you go in a brand new van you go a load of brand new tools and then the kids tell them go fucking hell wow how much that man cost you oh it's 30 grand how much of them tools five grand How'd you get them? I worked my bollocks off. I've done four years apprenticeship. I worked to a firm. I've kept my eye on a, a, a competent professional. Day in, day out, repetition, repetition, repetition. And if you want that, there it is. And I don't, I, I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong doing it that way, but we still have to find hard hitting ways to try and get youngsters into construction because it is, as you know, it's, it, it's not just the money, it's the reward of building someone's humble abode, that's what we do in our building company. We know that every project we do, we feel like, as you know, you're my plumber, we feel that it's, we're building our own, own kind of house. We're leaving our template, our mark, on yeah, that project. Yeah, 100%. And that's what I'm saying, it's not about the money, it's about being successful and staying humble and realising what you can achieve if you put your head down. So, it's, it's, a, it's a great job, we could talk about it all night and all day, but it's um, something we have to do because otherwise, in the blink of an eye, as we know, time is very, very short. And um, we don't want to have headlines in 20, 30 years' time saying that building companies are shutting down, people are shutting down, nothing's getting built because we can't get the labour. You know now there's a massive, not only materials, there's a massive skill shortage and that is due to just not kids coming in. So they're completely disenfranchised with the idea of construction. I mean, when I was a kid, um, you was pushed upon university. That was to prove that you were successful as a person. Like... Your parents would be like, well, 
my two girls went to uni or they went to a specific university and that was straight away then they was um, successful not my son's a bricklayer not gets nothing to sing about look at the look at the end thing on that right is that if you look at apprenticeship to a university graduate yeah yeah fair play they're going to get a job maybe 10 years ago there was i don't know five jobs five people to one job in a lawyer firm yeah yeah now it's probably 50 to one job yeah and they were accumulate that's the word accustomed well fucking you in the microphone right like Michael Jackson in right anyway but what I was trying to say is that they got inherited debt from going to uni going to maybe another city going to another place whereas if you do an apprenticeship you probably sometimes you get the right company and they like you do the right thing you'll get a scholarship and it's going to cost you but after that you're earning you're going to pay it off it's job done isn't it and I think that's how it doesn't get portrayed in the government doesn't get portrayed in the package where it's lucrative and where it's interested I just think kids are lazy today. <laughs> That's oh. what I've got to say. I'm going to touch what Tom was saying. Kids are lazy today because they see people making money from nothing. And I think that's what's portrayed on the internet. Um, everywhere you go, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do a little video here, I'm going to get a sponsorship, I'm going to make right, money. Hey, f- right, We're trying to do the podcast of the Milk Two Sugar Show here. We're trying to do exactly the same. No hypocrites involved, by the way, but there you go. But you know what I'm trying to say to you is that the kids of today, they don't want to pick up shit. They don't want to unblock toilets. They don't want to grind walls out for electricians. They don't want to fucking bring the buckets to spread up for the the brick layers. You know, they think they're going to get it easy. I think what we need to realise, what the kids need to realise is that nothing comes easy. And if you're looking at one person on Instagram who's made loads of money or from crypto or something like that, it's one in a million. And I think that's the problem with the kids today is that only certain kids today that come from a background like ours, like a, a work ethic background, is they they quickly grab onto our trade and they do really well because there's no one else out there. There's no competition anymore. You know, everyone's trying to get rich quick and I think that's where people need to wake up and go to school. <laughs> Just Just wait, listen, if, ev- <laughs> if everyone got rich quick, you know, nothing no to get done. Exactly. Yeah, nothing to get done. Nothing will get done. Definitely. And it ain't just kids. That's just a generalisation of everybody in society wants to get rich quick. We've mentioned this before, like with property. That's the whole reason education, all these things thrive because people, they want an easy route to the end. And it's it's hard, no matter what it is, if it's construction, property, it's hard graft. It ain't overnight. It's, it's over um, consistency for like, 5, 10, 15, 20 years before you've actually finally reaped the rewards of be a property portfolio or a successful construction uh, business. So I, s- I saw something the other day. I don't know what it was. Oh, sorry, mate. Thank you. This is, what, this is the only reason why I brought you down here, so you can move the microphone. Um, what I did see the other day, though, was some of the big, big billionaire entrepreneurs didn't make it until they were like nearly 50. So like Starbucks, Amazon, all the big, big names. Because it's consistency and it's hard work, dedication and perseverance, isn't it? So, yeah, I think, well, you heard it here first in the Milton Two Sugars podcast. If we can try and help one person out there who's, who's in the younger generation and they leave school with no hopes or aspirations, maybe they listen to this podcast. But well, I've been looking for apprentices for ages. So Right, so yeah, DM the Milton Two Sugars DM, podcast. Yeah, and uh, Nick will be signing up like the Pied Piper, eh? Well, yeah, <laughs> Nick, you need to get an Instagram so people can DM you. Yeah, no social media. Unfortunately, <laughs> never say yeah. never. You'll have to go through Chris here uh, and Tom. 
to find no, me. Mate, don't follow my <laughs> social media. It's on a professional platform. <laughs> I've got two. One's got no interaction on whatsoever. And then I've got one which is just a daily blog, which, yeah, customers If you can build your company on word yeah, of mouth, yeah. that's the best way. Tom, please don't get added any of our stuff because it's not PC for my uh, yeah, I've got, um, business account. So basically, I'll try and add stuff that I know. Chris, I have a challenge whether Chris is going to post it or not. So I'll do stuff like sucking off a door handle yeah. the other day <laughs> in my house. And I tagged him in. But, you know, when you, well, you don't know, but you can slide, you can, <laughs> you can slide the tag off the screen. So for people looking, they don't know. But I thought sometimes Chris is a bit naive and he'll just go, oh, add to story because he thinks it's about the new milk or two sugars or clubhouse. So I thought he's going to add this on and all of his customers are going to see me there is racking off deep throat in this, uh, <laughs> this door handle. <laughs> and then all he said, days, no, all days work, eh? it caught me out. So, yeah, I have people message me though, to be fair, and say, oh, I like, run a professional business. I do on that side of things. My Instagram is just like, it's just networking and having a laugh with people. I like to see like, their journey and that. I get what some people use it as a biz as business model, like to get new business. But for me, on contract basis, so I do a lot of work for housing associations where we'll be on a contract for three to seven years. So it's um, yeah, social media is completely different for me than what it is for Chris. Yeah, well, to be honest, yeah, it's an interesting one. Instagram. I mean, it's helped. It has helped my business. But we were touching upon it before before the, we've done this podcast and. Um, I don't think I get much business out of it, to be honest, if I'm, if I'm totally honest. Um, we do get the odd lead here and there, maybe one to two a month. Um, some have pop come through to fruition. Um, but I think the most important thing, as I'm sure we're aware, especially the background team have done a great job here so far, so thank you, chaps, from SCRT, um, is that it's brand awareness. If people know about Square Mile Builders, and shameless plug, if you know about Square Mile Builders, you're not necessarily going to use our company, but if you see our logo, you see our brand, if you're going to go to do a bit of construction work in the future and it's in the back of your head, then it's another avenue for us to try and get another generational lead. So um, it is helpful. But I, I am interested when you touch on about, about influencers and stuff like that, that. Don't get me wrong. Good luck to anyone that wants to do that kind of thing. But I know within the building game, I don't know how to get the time to do it. I know you've got to be consistent and you've got to allow some kind of time. But you know, as well as I do, three of us six run successful businesses. It's not easy. Everyone sees all the polished goods of laying a brick or hanging a wardrobe, but you don't see the running around, stressing out, trying to get materials so you can put the project over the line on a certain time, a certain date. These are all things that people yeah, don't necessarily well. see. Yeah, it's and good um, Yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate your time, Nick. Yeah, thank you very much. Nick, Nick from Mr. Gas Services, and your check will be in a post. Well done, Nicholas.